what is this podcast about? It probably would help if you don't chew into the mic. My name is Libby. My name is Luke. In this new episode. No, new I season. Mean, this new season. Now we are going to be focusing completely on weddings. We are, in fact, the Wedding Pirates. There's no other podcast like this. I've looked. I've checked. And we have a cat. Her name is Stella. We want to share all the secrets when it comes to weddings. The one where we talk. Wedding edition. Welcome back to the one where we talk. Uh, this is Libby and Lucas. Uh, this is the wedding edition. Where we're breaking down everything weddings. Yes, where we're breaking down everything weddings. But this what? But this these last two episodes are going to be a little bit different because we're actually talking post wedding, meaning marriage. Marriage. And the if you haven't listened to the part one, part one is all about how we view marriage and how crazy it is and what it's based in and all the traditions and. And culture that we've experienced in this industry mm-hmm. and our thoughts on it so many fun cultures and this one is personal this is you and i mm-hmm. you and me together and me. it's so weird you were a stranger like 11 years ago yeah we why didn't are you even... touching me you're a stranger i'm, I'm, I'm joking <laughs> oh oh dear a pillow fell on me uh no but us personally <laughs> so we met how many years ago? This isn't our story. This is about marriage. No, I know it's not our story, but we kind of have to give a background on our story. You can go back and listen to The Wedding Pirates and where they started. That's an episode. Yeah, marriage. I yeah. think there's like our second episode. But how do we work? Because we work 24-7 together. We don't work a 9-to-5 where we go to separate jobs. We come together. We work. We're together 24-7 all week. And we're together for 10, 16-hour days on a wedding day and we communicate and we yeah, and how do we, we keep it together lived the past four and a half years in a tiny home on wheels in less than 50 square feet well it's a total 100 square feet but i guess yeah but uh, 50 less than 50 walking square feet <laughs> yes, yes yes um so marriage for us um hasn't always been a walk in the park no i would say the first two years were the well, three years really. three years yeah but th- that's also we knew each other but you have to remember that you're not gonna know each other absolutely abs- uh, perfectly when you're dating because once you take both of you and this is why i know i know that maybe some people think this is otherwise but living together or considering even if you did like a roommate i feel like if you want to get married I feel like there might be value in maybe renting something together as roommates. You know, take that however you will. But sharing a something about sharing a space together. Yeah. Because there's nothing that you can prep for that. There's no way you can prep for that. And sharing a space together in the first year of marriage, I will say, will be... A, a majority of the source of, of uh, confrontation because <laughs> mm-hmm. you have a certain idea about this space. No, the dishes go here. No, the dishes go here. No, my clothes can be on the floor. No, your clothes go in the hamper. You know, well, I have a, you, you with you, like I have a, a hamper. I have a not clean, but I wore it. And then I have my clean clothes. Well, and that, yeah, that's what makes <laughs> sense. I'm not going to wear. So you have the chair. I have, <laughs> yes, I have a chair. Or, or I did in our apartment. <laughs> in the bus, it, it kind of just all kind of. You have the closet. Yeah, you just kind of <laughs> end up throwing things wherever in the bus. Your chair is going to be in a closet somewhere. 
Okay. <laughs> well, we have a walk-in closet in our apartment and we're moving in. Yeah, eventually. So we're moving into an apartment and we film our episodes ahead of time. So by the time you listen to this episode, we're probably been living in our apartment for at least a month or two. Mm-hmm. So in our apartment, we have a walk-in closet. And there could definitely be a chair in there where I throw my yep. worn clothes that are not clean but not dirty clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stay out of that closet. It's fine by me. That closet is just... Going to be mine. You. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> That's kind of what I planned. It's not for storage. It's for you. Every All your clothes stay in there. Yeah. And if I find them outside the closet after after uh, 7 p.m. 7? <laughs> no (laughs) anyway this is about marriage but this is a good this is this is a this is actually a real conversation that happens too which is funny this would be scripted this is not scripted this is a real conversation in marriage but seven o'clock that i'm joking it's a joke i'm not serious okay it's a well i just have to ask yeah no no i agree i agree because make sure that you know that there's not expectations (laughs) (laughs) i have no expectations for you just yeah, no, I can't say just. Yeah, no, it's a you to you. And well, um, if there's a problem, then we need to talk about it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's in communication. That but is marriage. There's no problem right now because we're not even living in our apartment. Yet. We move in on Sunday. Yeah, but what are we talking about? Marriage. Yeah, and the, this is marriage. <laughs> this is marriage in the raw, <laughs> in the raw moments. But that's uh, I think I think we've come a long way. So in the first. So when I say that uh, being roommates, I know some people might go <gasps> gasp at that, especially, you know, my mother, because living with someone and not being married, you know, that's a big no-no. Um, yeah, that's a whole other topic. You know, not going to get weird. It, some people it kind of depends on your belief system. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, I think that there's value in that because there's a lot of challenges that pop up when you move in together that don't pop up when you're dating because you're not living together. And then after, cause after you're married in those first couple years, you have to figure out how to live with another human and not just another human, but an opposite sex. Yeah. Or same sex. I don't know. I don't even know how that works. But my point is that <laughs> I had to cho- not only had to choose to live with a stranger and move in with a stranger, but it's a woman. It's a girl who has completely different ideas than I do. Yeah. And same with you. You Every once in a while you say like, I live with a boy. Yeah. Stinky, <laughs> gross, dirty boy. Yeah. Yeah. I am pretty, I am pretty gross, but, uh, <laughs> but that's, but that's a, but that's something that, you know, you have to think about. Like I'm moving in with this person. I'm living with this person. Well, I'm remember committed to this when person. when we first got married, our like argument that we didn't really argue about, but it kind of got, you know, you know, we kind of avoided an argument. With the toothpaste? Yeah. Yeah. We were, it was like our third or fourth night living mm-hmm. in our apartment when we first got married. And I was using a toothpaste and Luke went to use the same toothpaste, even though there was a different kind of toothpaste on the counter. I said, that's my toothpaste. I really enjoy that toothpaste. And Luke was like, well, so do I. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. But hey, that was communication. I would say that confrontation was avoided in that situation because I spoke my mind. You said, I really like that toothpaste. I'm like, well, so do I. I mean, he, and saying anything against that of like, well, you can't use it. Like, well, this is now our space. This is now our toothpaste. Everything becomes our and not mine. Mm-hmm. And that's, so the, for the first 
three oh was yeah for the first two years of marriage we worked jobs um mm-hmm. and only in the recently in the past five years have we been working for ourselves so we see each other every day a, now it was a slow transi- transition it was a slow transition working for ourselves it didn't just happen overnight no i just didn't i didn't just decide to quit my job i don't advise that to anybody use if you're going to start a business use your job to start a side gig and figure out a way to move that to full time but you just need to it's just a matter of creating cash flow and okay. that's a whole different topic but uh for us a big a big portion of that is communication you know we things like we do budget meetings once a week now where we talk about money our money uh we went during the during the wedding season where we have lots of projects and we're talking to a lot of brides and grooms you know you're doing meetings and i'm doing meetings we're making sure that it's going through a funnel so i know that once i do the meeting i know that i need to hand the responsibility off to you to do the next meeting and with the step two with that bride and groom so and all of this takes communication but it took practice and that's what i think that's the hardest part about marriage is that there is no practice dating is the only is a is like algebra one and marriage is algebra two it's or trigonometry trigonometry. it's a completely different subject a lot of things that you used in dating are not going to be useful in marriage yeah because marriage is like the real rawness of life you see each other in different lights whereas in dating you're like trying to impress each other right and then be your best version of yourself and in dating you're texting each other you're in your house he's in his house and oh my gosh i miss you so much and you know, when you're going through something hard, you don't have to answer a text. And you can choose, I'm not going to come see you today. Oh, why? I'm just going through a hard time. And that's it. You know, you, oh, okay, you're having a hard day. And you just don't get to see that person that day. When you're married, if you're having a hard day, guess what? You're still going to see that person. You still got a person living with you. Yeah, so for us, marriage... The first three years, first two years were really difficult because we fought constantly about just everything. Yeah. But I think at some point around that two year mark of us being married, I did some self-reflection of like my heart and things that I was mad at Luke for that I didn't realize I was mad at him for until something came up and I was like, whoa, I think I'm really upset at Luke for this thing that Mm -hmm. happened before we got married. And... I had to communicate to him and I, and I brought it up to him because I trust him and I love him and I know he's going to accept me and I know that I can be vulnerable with him because we have that trust and that understanding because we've, you know, we built that trust up. Trust doesn't just happen no. overnight. You have to experience things together and accept each other for who they are. Um, and because I knew that I could trust Luke with this information and I could go to him and be vulnerable I talked to him about this thing that I was mad or bitter towards him about and he apologized to me and we had a really good talk about it and from that moment on our fights probably were cut in half. Yeah. But isn't it funny that what it took was communication but also it took some self-reflecting. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of that wasn't even practice in marriage. That was you spending time on yourself. You spending some alone time with yourself and reflecting, thinking, uh, reading, seeking counsel talking to other people and self-reflecting you weren't consistently whereas in you see a lot of marriages where 
the other person is consistently the problem. You're the problem. This is your fault. You're doing this. Okay, well, maybe they are the problem. Maybe I did do something wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I hurt you. And, but how am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know that that is still on your mind if you don't say something? Right. So, yes, you can point the finger, but in the end, did you ask for forgiveness? Uh, did you ask for, did you let them know that they hurt you? Right. If you didn't let them know that, hey, you did this and it hurt me. And I realized that I've, I've, that's been on my mind and that's why we fight a lot. Or, you know, connecting, connecting those dots is wisdom. That's maturity. Mm-hmm. Not you. I see so many marriages where that does not happen. It's just common practice for that to just not happen. I've got an issue with my wife. Okay, well, um, have you told her about it? No. Okay, so it's gonna keep. Yeah, it's gonna. It's just. It's just the way it is. Most. I don't hang out with men who consistently make jokes about women or make jokes about their wives. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. I don't uh, like wives that consistently make jokes about their husbands or make fun of their husbands for being men. I don't or like complain it. Complain about their spouse or whatever. <clears throat> we uh, it's not good juju. A, a very good. Uh, I loved. I love this story. <clears throat> we both got blocked from a very well-known marriage account on Instagram that was supposed to that basically portrayed healthy marriages. You know, uh, marriage. You know, you think they... not taking yourself too seriously and just how marriage works like you know with kids without kids just the beauty of marriage and how it's funny and yeah, it serious like how to have better marriages or something like that yeah it was a really well-known account it had like half a million followers or something like that yeah. i i don't know where it's at because i haven't been on there because we got blocked from it but there they made a post <clears throat> about the wife had you you saw this first yeah and i told you yeah. about it because i was upset I, about it the wife had made a list of things to for her husband to go to the grocery store and get. Uh, plot twist: none of the things on the grocery on the grocery list existed. So mm-hmm. things like diet mayonnaise, you know, stuff like that. It was just all ridiculous stuff. Uh, tomato free ketchup, <laughs> like. Yeah. And she wrote that gave it to him like this would be a funny joke. Sent him it off was to like the grocery a list of store. Like Ten or fifteen things. And he apparently and he wandered the grocery store and then for hours for hours and she and she was like oh that's so funny and I don't know how he reacted. We actually we don't know how he reacted, but I know that I put myself in his situation and I put you in that situation as a wife. If you had done that to me, I would have been very hurt. Like you're calling me stupid. And not only did you share that on social media, but you did that to me personally. Yeah. That's hurtful. And so uh, Li- you, Libby, mm-hmm. uh, commented on the post, like, this is very hurtful and this isn't right. And this everybody's, is funny. this isn't funny. This is not portraying a healthy marriage. You're making fun of your husband. And a bunch of people go, oh, you need to have a sense of humor. Get over it. You need to lighten up. Lighten up. I feel don't bad that you serious. guys can't. Jo- yeah, don't be so serious. And then. Yeah, and they were like, I'm so sad that you can't joke around with Well, you husband. tagged me. And so I went on the post and I said, no, I agree. We would never do this to each other. We do have a sense of humor, but this is just cruel. This is just. Our sense of humor is not making fun of each other. Yeah. Being sarcastic. Yeah. you, Of course, like. Or playing cruel jokes on each other, like. To, for me to make up a list that doesn't exist and send my husband to the grocery store, like going to the grocery store by yourself is not really even a fun event in and of itself, let alone being sent there by your wife who makes up this fake list of stuff. And your husband. For you to be wandering the grocery store. And then if that husband asks for advice about or asks for help from a person at the grocery store, that person's probably be like, uh, these things don't exist. And then you just feel humiliated and, and stupid. And also, at, in a, from a husband's perspective, 
if it, so for, you know, in this case, this husband clearly doesn't spend a lot of time at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So obviously he doesn't go to the grocery store a lot. So for him to do that for the wife, that was odd. That was very loving. That's something he doesn't normally do. He went out of his comfort zone for her. Yeah. And to know, why would I ever do that again for you? That's not encouraging me to be kind or loving to you again. Or to even, that doesn't build trust even. Yeah. Like the next time my wife sends me to the grocery store, is she going to play this joke on me again? Can I trust my wife with this? So that doesn't build trust. That's not a joke that builds trust. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it really made us mad. But anyway, we ended up getting blocked from this account because we, um, and I think that's funny because the actual marriage account blocked us. So (laughs) you can feel guilt. Yeah. I hope they feel, I think it was just like, oh boy. uh, Yeah. I'm going to block this. I'm going to block them. So because obviously their key core followers are people that make fun of their spouses and that's not our style. No. Uh, people we have, I have personally been called to my face, like actually in real life, not just online, but that I don't have a sense of humor because yeah. of that. I don't, I just don't think that divorce is a joke. I don't think that making fun of you is a joke. I, because I'm aware of your past and I'm aware of who you are as a human and you be sensitive about it. be sensitive about it. Do we have fun? Of course we do. If you fart, I'm like, <laughs> did you just fart? That stinks so bad. Like, and I'll, but I'm, but you're not going to go to other people and be like, my wife last night, she farted and it stunk. So unless they're really, really close yeah. friends and we can all joke about it, it's funny, yeah. whatever. There's there's a time and a place, and I just don't think that making fun of your spouse or the opposite gender, like a lot of guys uh, I've been around, like, huh, women. I'm sorry, what does that mean? Like, you just said that. Like, am I supposed to laugh at that? And Do they you look realize at, that your wife is a woman? Yeah. So therefore, by making fun of women, you're also they, making fun of your wife if you're stereotyping. They look at, you know, just every once in a while, things happen. And I feel myself as a man being pulled into this joke like, oh, I should laugh at this. I've had that happen where I've well, felt... Well, because you've wanted to feel accepted by this. Yeah, I have. And that's a problem that I have. That's just part of my past that I was bullied and I wanted to be accepted. And yeah. now that bleeds into my adulthood. That's... Yeah part of it's part of who i am and i gotta deal with it <clears throat> so to hear you know i've been in multiple situations where guys will look at me like women I'm like uh, uh yeah what she do? what 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 yeah she is a woman i don't understand what the joke is <laughs> <laughs> but us so you take all of this experience and who we are translate it into us owning a business and it just makes sense yeah also, too, we implement a lot of things in our life for our marriage and what works for us. So we try and spend a lot of intentional time. Like, we spend time together, yes, in each other's space. But just because we're in each other's space constantly does not mean that we're being intentional with our relationship or our time together. Yeah. So we'll go on, like, walks together without our phones. Yeah. Um, so intentionally we, leave our phones at home. Yeah. Or we'll go out on a and date. And my wallet. <laughs> Money. <laughs> let's walk to the grocery store uh, i can't i don't have my wallet ah oh, fuck <laughs> so um no so like we'll take walks together in the evenings and just like that'll be our time to just catch up and talk about our day even though we were together all day or that one time that she said i want to spend time with you and we were in the bus and it was just a really long week and it was a rainy week i think or just a bad weather week and so we were stuck in the bus and I want to spend time with you, but we're literally in this super tiny space where we're going to, what do you want to do? So I just want to, let's just lay on the bed and stare into each other's eyes. Yeah. And I remember at, at first I was like, oh my word, this is a joke. But I, I did it and I enjoyed it. 
it was actually really fun. Now and you suggest it. Now I suggest it. Like, can we do that again? Because it was really fun. And it turned we, into like a tickle fight or like us We laughed and, and we, silly with each it's other. a core memory in my mind when that happened. And yeah. that was just really nice. Also, something else that we intentionally put in addition to intentional time together, intentional, intentional time alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about going. You don't have to go and sit and read a book to spend time by yourself. That's really, that is an option. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe that's, well, I don't enjoy reading. Like, no, just go spend time alone. Well, uh, I shouldn't just sit around on my phone. That is an option, but you don't have to do that. Go for a walk. Go for a walk by go. yourself. Go paint. Go draw. Go yeah. sit on the beach. Go sit on a deck. Go I journal sit sometimes in a, yeah. in a flower field by yourself. Just I do that. Just do nothing. Stare, up at, stare at the sky. Appreciate the earth that we're here on this earth appreciate mm-hmm. nature go for a walk in the woods by yourself well maybe don't get lost <laughs> but <laughs> but the point is that uh, like i sit i like sitting alone with my pipe i like sitting alone listening to music sometimes i'll just go on a quiet walk uh just spend sit time in the shower alone. and let the <laughs> showers alone time yeah yeah I sit in the shower for a bit in the mornings i enjoy my alone time in the mornings because the sun is just to me is just the warmest and the sky is the bluest and i love i'm i love just hot coffee in the morning Mm -hmm. and it's it's just nice i like sitting outside with my coffee if it's warm enough but even during the winter if it's a if there's no clouds in the sky and the sun is up usually it's warm enough to sit outside and have coffee and that's my alone time i enjoy that yeah because i think when you sit alone and you reflect you can reflect on your life and things maybe that because when you have so much noise and things in your life that are just taking up space in your life you don't have time to sit and relax and just to reflect on your life and things that may be bothering you or things that you're bottling up that you don't realize you're bottling up so just taking time to just yeah reflect on your life is really really healthy and because things come up and then you're like Oh my gosh, yeah. this is really bothering me. I need to talk to my spouse about this. And you uh, referring back to the story that you had about how you realized that you were angry at me about something that happened in years prior. And then you realized that that was the core cause of a lot of our fights at the beginning of marriage. That wouldn't have happened if you didn't spend some intentional time alone reflecting. Yeah, I remember I was sitting in the living room in our apartment and I remember coming to that conclusion and I was like, I need to talk to Luke when he gets home from work today about this issue. Yeah. Um, also too, marriage for us works because we learn each other. Mm. I have learned a lot about you over the last 11 years and you have learned a lot about me. You've learned about the things that trigger me. You've learned about the things that I love. You learned about how to love me better. Um, like your story of, um, when we first moved out to Pennsylvania, and we were getting up very, very early in the morning to like, leave yeah, to like get to school. Four thirty a.m. Waking up. Yeah, because we had an hour drive to into Lancaster, Pennsylvania, every day, seven days a week, to do the things because our life was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but we lived an hour away because of anyway, cheap rent. Yeah, yeah. So you would wake up really early in the morning, and I used to be a shower every day type of person. So I'd get up and I'd shower, and take me about an hour to get ready. So Luke being the loving human that he is would get up and make me lunch for that day um and make you breakfast and make me breakfast um and so you tell your story from that perspective I guess. well i would do all those things and then we were still um 
we were still like having spats and I didn't understand why. It's almost like you weren't noticing that I was doing those things, that I was doing those things for you. And I, I never really showed my appreciation for right. you making me the lunch and the I lunches didn't, and breakfast. I think I tried to talk to you about it, but just, you know, just something wasn't clicking. Like, I don't understand why she doesn't appreciate this. And and you were even like, yeah, I like it. It's nice. Thank you. And it just, I just didn't understand like why I'm, there was just spats that were happening and like you felt like I feel like I'm not loved. I feel like you're not spending time with me. Like, I don't understand I'm doing all these things for you. So anyway, I <clears throat> was taking a fresh, I had to take a freshman class because I was, uh, this is, we're at the end here, but I was taking a freshman class well, this because I was transferred be and it was a, a life class for freshmen. I was like, I was a senior. So I, yeah, so I wasn't listening at the time, but a guest speaker came in one time. He was talking about relationships. And so I was listening and he ended up talking about marriage. And he says, uh, everybody here married? Probably not. You're all 18. And I raised my hand. He's like, oh, hey. He's I'm like, yeah, I'm a senior. I'm, I'm not 18. <laughs> and so afterwards, he was talking about love languages. Mm -hmm. And after, and so I had heard, obviously, we all knew about love languages. But the way that he was, uh, he said something that's, he said, a lot of times we communicate the love language that we want to receive naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he didn't expound on that. So after class, after that uh, lecture, I went up to him and I said, hey, can you expound on that? Because, and he said, what do you mean? And I told him the situation that I was in. He said, yeah, it sounds like you're communicating your love language that you want to receive to her, and that's why she's not receiving it. And that's why it's not sinking into her, because that's probably not super super uh, important yeah, it's like acts of service is not really so the like, way I feel oh, about it. Oh, he's like, what does she want? I said, well, she likes... Uh, 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 quality time he's like well then spend time with her in the morning instead of making her lunch and breakfast she could take care of herself oh <laughs> and so i then stopped i made breakfast for myself i made coffee for myself and then i went up after you got out of your shower i would go up and sit on the floor in the bathroom or outside of the bathroom and just eat my breakfast drink my coffee while you did your makeup and hair mm-hmm and a lot of times you didn't want to talk because it was super early in the morning. But just the fact me sitting there and saying hi and smiling and spending time with you it was like, oh, but th that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't curious and I wasn't intentionally spending time with you and wanting to discover who you are as a person. And I always really loved that you did that. And I felt very loved by that because my love languages are quality time and physical touch. Yeah. So knowing those things that you've learned over the years like of how to love me better and vice versa has really helped. So communication, vulnerability, trust, building trust, learning each other, how you feel loved and how you accept love and receive love um, is really important. Um, being intentional with each other. with And with yourself. And with yourself are all ways that we have been able to have a healthier marriage. And continue to strive for a healthier marriage. Too. Yeah, and also, too, <clears throat> wanting to grow in areas of our life, you know, that we know we have weaknesses in. Always always be aware that perfection doesn't exist. And don't think that you will ever arrive at perfection in marriage. It's not going to happen. Also, too, I think it's really helpful that we give each other space to be independent in our marriages, in yeah. our inner marriage. Yeah, there are boundaries in marriage. Yeah, I'm reading a book right now called yeah. Boundaries in Marriage. We're out of time, though. I know, but this is a really important subject, okay. and I think it's okay to go a little longer. All right. Um, but, like, I know the hot word right now in, in, in like, media and in the world is, like, uh, 
controlling spouses or like narcissistic people Mm. yeah um and i think that when those are really big buzzwords (laughs) you tend (laughs) to be a little bit more self-conscious of like i hope i'm not a controlling spouse or a narcissistic person and so you you do tend to reflect yourself on yourself a little bit more when those words are like really hot in the medium yeah um, and so I think that you and I have learned how we can better communicate our wants and our needs um, and how we can help each other still be independent in our marriage. So making sure that I know that Luke has a voice in this marriage and just because he gives his opinion. About, like the other day we went to uh, I was like, what do you want for lunch? And Luke's like, I really want Culver's. <laughs> and I could have very easily given in to, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I guess Luke wants Culver's and make me feel like i and, and put myself in the situation where i feel like i don't have a voice to say i really don't want a burger right now i kind of want taco bell harvest burger yeah the don't veggie burger yeah gross. um so <laughs> i could have very easily let luke control me in that situation because i felt like i couldn't give my opinion not that he was being a controlling person but because he was giving his opinion and that's totally fine because you asked me what i wanted yeah <laughs> so you can do and making sure that i understand that luke can give his opinion about things that that doesn't mean just because he's giving his opinion is what we have to do so then me in return saying well i don't really feel like i want a burger i could have very easily just gone to culver's with yeah. my husband so what'd you say you wanted but i was like i really just want taco bell i haven't had it in ages and i'm craving a good crunch wrap supreme yeah and Luke's like, well, you can go get Taco Bell. That's totally fine. And then we can go get Culver's. And I was like, really? <laughs> and and I was like, well, yeah, that's how you, that's, that is, that is the answer to the equation that people have been asking for the past decade. What do you want? It's not that simple. <laughs> what do you want? You know, that question that's asked in the notebook and she can't make up her mind. Well, that's also a harder decision for her yeah, than just where you want to go to eat but lunch. Th- but that that translated into relationships very well. Like, what do you want? It's not that simple. You know, fine. Like, I'm going to decide what I want. If you don't, haven't decided yet, I'm going to decide what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get what I want. And if you haven't decided by then where we're going to go to get you food, then you're going to sit there and watch me eat. <laughs> yeah. So it's like allowing you to be individual and and having that conversation of, hey, I need to be – I need to have the freedom to m- have my own opinions too within this marriage and not feel like you're overarching us. You're an over like bearing person who always has to be right in every situation yeah. or whatnot. So me getting Taco Bell and you getting Culver's is not the end of the world and we can drive to both locations and get what we want. I think this is a lot to be said for us too because I think naturally we're both we both have controlling tendencies. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a lot for us. This is a, this is a good hurdle for us. And the past seven years have been really good. I've, I don't have any desire to be seven years ago. No, I have no desire to be 18, 20, 25. I want to be 30 where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And Today. I, and I want to be able to strive for growth tomorrow and i think that's what marriage is don't want to you can't change the past you can't change what you did but you can learn from it and you can move on mm-hmm. and you can be better you can be better as individuals yeah. and as a couple yeah and i think marriage looks different for everybody but i think there's core things that are important and that is communication vulnerability not controlling the other person letting there be individualism within a marriage healthy being intentional. and being intentional anyway 
uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening to this post-wedding episode about marriage. Uh, remember to follow at Broadside Visuals on Instagram. Uh, we also have broadsidevisuals.com. We have our YouTube channel, channel The Wedding Pirates. And remember, this is the one where we talk. And we're always open and honest with questions and concerns you may bring. So message us on our anything that we have. And have a wonderful